Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast. Conversations you have in your driveway over a beer with your friends and neighbors. Alright, welcome back to another show. Thank you for coming back. As always, please share, like, subscribe, rate us, whatever they let you do on wherever you're listening. Uh, Driveway Beers Podcast. Thanks for coming back after the name change. Appreciate that. This is the second episode as a Driveway Beers Podcast. Same show, different name. Alright, so... One thing I want to talk about, this is going to be definitely a sports-oriented podcast, but one one of the things I wanted to hit on was the Live Golf Tour, L-I-V, I think it stands for like 54-something, uh, something, something, I don't know what 54 stands for. I think L, yeah, L is 50, Yeah. so I-V, IV is 4. Yeah, but they call it Live, which, okay. which is weird. If you're going to use Roman numerals in a, like, wouldn't you, ra- wouldn't you rather have it called 54 if that's what LIV stood for, right? Super Bowl Fifty Four is not going to be called Super Bowl Live. Correct. So I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm already bashing this, and that's not where I was really going with this. All right. So Live Golf Tour Saudi backed, of course. So now everybody and their brothers up in arms about it. Oh, the Saudi human rights thing. They killed the journalist. Uh, that Jamal Kogi thing. Why does why does so people only care about that selectively? Correct. So. Joe Biden just went out there to beg for oil from them. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared about it then. Um, when we're trying, to, when we sell them F 15s nobody cares about it then. But like golf, they care about it. Well, so let's let's look at the alternative. The alternative to live golf is PGA Tour. All right, you're telling me all these title sponsors on the PGA Tour: Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Puma. All of these companies don't have sweatshops in China. Right, right. They got some great human rights uh, track records. So oh, I'm sure those got the, those employees in China and Vietnam are making you know a living wage. Absolutely, and they have benefits, and you know they've their college tuitions paid for and paternity leave. Right, I'm yeah. sure they're getting all of it. Yeah, and, and never mind that. What about the golf club and the golf industry manufacturers? Callaway, mm-hmm. Titleist, TaylorMade. Um, I'm sure there's some others I'm not thinking of right now. Ping. Yep. Right? All of those don't have sweatshops in China either. Maybe even getting their stuff made by Uyghurs. Yeah. That that are enslaved in China. But everyone's going to go all up in arms when golfers from the PGA Tour decide they want to try this different golf league. And I'll get to the differences in that in a minute. Because there are there are very significant differences between the two leagues that golfers have been asking for for years. Mm-hmm. They've been asking the PGA to alter some rules and some formats, um, and I'll get to that too as to why they were asking for that. All right, but the reason why the a lot of sports journalists like it was like Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen. Uh, I can't remember the fool that was, went on Rich Eisen. Like, uh, uh, he used to be like re- a really big columnist. Rick something maybe I don't remember. I can't think of the guy's name. But anyway, he, he was a go- he's gotten into golf writing uh, later in life and whatnot. But a lot of these golf sports journalists or just guys that cover golf more are la- they're just lambasting the Live Golf Tour. Mm-hmm. 
which, by the way, is headed by Greg Norman, okay. one of the greatest golfers there was. Um, he's is he the, the shark? <laughs> he is. That's his brand. Yeah. The shark. Um, so, the, the, hypoc- the hypocrisy of what I'm hearing is ridiculous to me. Now, there was... The U.S. Open was just played, and some of those golfers came were, were able to play because the U.S. Open is a USGA event, not a PGA event. Okay. Okay. So they were. So what happened was golfers like Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, the big names, Dustin Johnson. I'm sorry, Bryson didn't play the first one. It was Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. Those were two big ones. There were some other guys though that decided to go play in the Live Golf Tour first event. As soon as they did that, if they didn't already turn in their PGA card because the PGA wasn't going to let them play. Mm -hmm. They revoked it or they suspended them. So like, nope, you're not going to play here and there. Okay, that's a little odd because they do let them play on the DP tour, which is the old European tour. Yeah. (coughs) But not this one. You can't play on this one. And then the other strange thing that came out was, so... The event before the U.S. Open, they were talking to golfers about it, and there were some golfers like Rory McIlroy, another big name. He was like, it, it was almost like he took it personal that other golfers were going to go play in this other tour. And it was him and like four or five other golfers that said, they, they were just like, I don't know what's going on with those guys. They don't agree with it. I don't think they should have done it. They were t- of course, the Saudi questions came up and everything mm-hmm. like that, but they didn't talk about their own sponsors and their their record on human rights. Um, and so, it, oh, just this weird battle, like where these guys that went and played in the Live Tour had to almost like defend themselves for making that decision. Over, a, I kind of felt like it was almost like the political hit jobs that have been done by like the organized media, mm-hmm. so like the Washington Post, and New York Times. You know, all these established media companies would go, like, they would hone in on the one thing that they wanted to, you know, shoot the propaganda out about to convince the rest of the world that this was the right way, this was the wrong way. The PGA was right, Live Golf was wrong. And it seemed really, really coordinated, and I didn't find hardly anyone that kind of put out the facts as to why these guys would do it. One, the money was enormous. Mm-hmm. You're talking a $20 million purse, and even the last place guy got paid. Okay. What a lot of people don't know is all the people that become eligible for a PGA Tour event, the last place guys, so the, the guys that get cut day one, day two, mm-hmm. make zero money, which oh, means wow. they had to get there on their own. They had to pay the caddy out of pocket. They make no money unless they have some sponsorships. Now, most of the guys at the bottom... Don't have much sponsorship money. Right. Then the guys who do make the cut make the last final two days. The guy at the very bottom makes no money. The, the PGA Tour, and this was one of the gripes of some of the players for years, was that it's very lucrative for the guys at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the top 50 golfers, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone else was getting was playing at a loss to try and get into the top 50 so they could make the money. The problem is, what if you're hammering it out for like 5, 10 years? And you're just, you're, like, you're just on the cusp, right? You're just losing money hand over fist. But, you know, the the players in the last place NFL team still get paid. 
Yeah, maybe it's kind of like the uh, minor league baseball system, yeah. where so now all the uh, league minimum in MLB I think is like what three hundred thousand or something like that. I think it's over four now. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I get so you. those guys are at least like you're the you know the third string utility infielder, and you 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 know or some reliever that comes in every now and then you're going to make league minimum. Yeah, but the minor league guy. Who's playing Triple A? Who doesn't? Who has a two-way deal? That dude's making, you know, uh, five grand for the summer. Right. You but know, he's making some money though. Yeah, he's making and they, something. And they, and they usually put him up in a host house. So they have not, billet houses and stuff. But right. those guys, they still have to pay because, like, they have clubhouse dues and stuff like that. They have to pay like the bat boy. That the players all pay for that stuff. Right. Um. So I guess maybe that's the PGA model. Which well, the PGA model though is like they get zero. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I'm looking not, at minor league salaries kind of zero anyway. Yeah, but at least, look, look, it's something, right? Yeah. And at least you're on the radar of the major league team. Like, you have a path forward. Yeah. This These guys, it's a complete talent base. Like, you either can make it or you can't. Mm-hmm. But it's costing them money as they're trying to do it. Yeah. Right? So, what, so, that, was, so part, that was part of the grape. So, part of the grape was, so the new tour, 25 million, or 20 to 25 million, Per event, I think there's only eight events. Everyone gets paid. Now, there's there's things that could probably go into the questioning of, okay, well, what if you're a new guy? How do you get in? Yeah. Right? Is your is there, PGA Tour has Q school to get on your tour card? That's how you get to go to these tournaments. Like, I, how do you how do you break in the live, right? Okay, good, very good question. What's the feeder system? I get that. But for the guys that are in, Everyone gets paid. So you, at least you're not traveling to the event on your dime. At least mm-hmm. you can get there. And if you make nothing net, well, at least you didn't have to go into the red just to get there right. and get home. All right. So more money per event. The other major difference is three days, so three rounds instead of two. Or I'm sorry, three instead of four. Mm-hmm. So PGA is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Live golf, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, look, if these guys are traveling all over the place, and I'll get to the, the this kind of ties into the next point of number of events. The PGA Tour, I think, was like 40, 44 events. I think it's in that range for 52 weeks. Yeah. And the big names can only, they only got to skip like a couple. Because the PGA wants the big names at, at the tournaments, even if they're not the majors, right? But these guys are like, look, like if a guy like Phil Mickelson's making forty four mil a year, you think he wants to go to like the tour stop in St. Louis? Right. No, he wants to play his four majors, and especially if he's only gonna like, if he goes to St. Louis and wins, what's he gonna wins a million? Mm-hmm. Whereas if he goes to the Masters and wins there, he's probably gonna get like ten mil. Right. Right. It's a big difference. And once you get to a certain stature, why do you have to go play at the St. Louis plate? You know, why, nothing against St. Louis. It's just not as big as the, the St. Louis tour stop is not bigger than the Masters or the PGA Championship or the U.S. Open or, or, or the British Open, for that matter. All right. So a lot of the guys were like, hey, can we, the schedule's too big for us to have to go to all these tournaments. Like, they don't get to go home. Like, think about it. If you've got to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Well, yeah. you got to play your practice round Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
So we get two two days that you're, and that's a travel day. Yeah, and it's not like everyone's like, well, most people only get a two day weekend. No, no, not a weekend. They're not home. <laughs> like, they're not even home. They don't get to see their kids at night, their wives, yeah, their, their wives or whatever there is. Like they have to be on the road, and a lot like that's not for everybody, right? Okay. Live golf eight events eight mm-hmm. week, eight weekends, and because the purses are so big. You're almost taking the entire person, the entire person out, and just divvying up amongst less events. Yeah. And that 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 shorter season appeals to a lot of people. <coughs> so then, after the first wave, the second wave of players decided they're going to go. So after the U.S. Open, the next wave of players, so Bryson DeChambeau, mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka. Like now you're starting you're starting to pick off more of the top twenties. Yeah. Like before you only had one or two in the top twenty that decided to go toward the end <coughs> excuse me, toward the end of their careers. Not a big deal, right? Phil only has a couple more years left before he goes to play senior tour. But now he goes to live golf, gonna go bank on some you know, go make some bank and and ride off to the sunset. Right. It's almost like when David Beckham get Beckham played MLS. Right. Like he's on his way out, but he's gonna go to Los Angeles and live the Hollywood life with his wife, and bingo, then, yeah. bingo, yeah. Better spot where you are in your life, right? But now some of these young guys, like a Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, like now these guys are going, mm-hmm. and the PG, so the PGA Tour is starting to hemorrhage some players, like big name players, yeah. And so, just like every bag organization, what do you think they did? Do you think they relaxed? No, they got they dropped the hammer. They doubled down. Yeah, they they doubled <laughs> down like dumbasses. And so the funny part is though, recently the PGA Tour announced that they were also going to start an eight event mini tour within the tour with those big purses. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, if they would have done this two years ago, none of this would be going on. Live golf wouldn't exist. Yeah, because this the live golf format is what the golfers were asking for. Mm-hmm. And the PGA Tour, when the when Phil if Phil went in there to talk, like they all went to talk to the, the, the head of the PGA, and they were just getting, they just got shot down. Yeah. No, no, this is how we do it. This is how it's but always he, been but, done. But here's the thing. So if LeBron James set up a meeting with David Stern mm-hmm. and said, these are a couple of things that are bothering me about the NBA, the NBA is not going to tell him to pound sand. And I'm not a big NBA fan. In fact, I'm not an NBA fan at all. But the NBA really understands that, like, these players are where they're, you know, where they're making their money. I think the NFL would probably tell them to pound sand. Um, I don't know. Last couple of years they haven't. Yeah. But, I, you know, you'd think if you were the PGA, who, I don't even know who's in charge of the PGA. I think Monaghan, Monaghan, yeah. something like that. So if, if they're big-name guys, can you say, hey, look, we got to make some changes. Like, this is – you might want to listen to those guys. And then it's not like Live Golf just appeared out of nowhere. Right. Like someone said Live Golf three times and you showed up like Beetlejuice. Right. You know, it, it, the, the, the rumble, especially with a guy like Greg Norman involved in it, like people knew what was going on. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to like being able to see past your nose? Like it, people don't never play the long game. Everyone's just playing the short game. Well, you know what they thought. There's, they thought there, were, there was no way. That a new tour would come up and challenge the mighty PGA. Right. This is almost like if everyone came out. What, what's the new football league in the spring that's playing right now? 
was USFL. I think XFL comes out next year. Yeah, so USFL right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess they kind of thought it would be like, oh, the US, USFL came out. Like, these big-name players, like, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, um, Tom Brady, even though he's old, but uh, <clears throat> um, Patrick Mahomes, they're not going to jump ship and go play in the, in the USFL. But then they end up doing it. Right. Right. No, that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah. is. But, I mean, it's, it's like if the USFL could pay Aaron Rodgers this. It, it, instead of paying him $50 million a year, they were going to pay him $75 million a year. Yeah, and then, play and eight then, games. And then they're going to, yeah, and play play half the season. Yeah. And then they're going to get pissed at him for doing it. Right. Like, they're, like some of the arguments these guys are, are saying against the players that went, oh, well, they're just chasing the money. Yeah, no, sh- no, no, no kidding. Aren't they all? Yeah, well, that's it's a profession. Yeah. If if I got paid, or if I had the opportunity to get paid three times what I'm currently getting paid for my current employer, and work half as much, and work half as much, I'm probably gonna go take a look. Yeah. Never mind, leave. Yeah, of course <laughs> I'm probably gonna leave too. <laughs> I mean, it, but the weird thing for me in all of this was the. Uh, it seemed like a coordinated hit from the talking sports heads. Like no, no one's really pointing out that. Yeah, you know, if Live Golf not only plays out this season, but remains viable for another five to ten years mm-hmm. and beyond, and they take down the PGA Tour, because let's say Live Golf, let's say it works. Yeah, what do you think other golfers are going to look at? They're going to be like, wait. I can make the same or better money over here in eight to ten weeks a year versus forty-two. Mm-hmm. Shoot, even if they had a twenty-week season, yeah, you know, spread out over you know, let's say thirty weeks, or PGA <laughs> becomes a minor league feeding into live golf, right? But then for the PGA though, that's probably even worse, yeah, because it's, it's kind of like the head dog, it, like. Presidents don't want to be vice presidents. No, no, you know, it would, it would, I think it would destroy the PGA Tour. Yeah, if if it's successful. Now, look, if anything, if I've learned anything over the past couple of years, powerful people can do powerful things to make organizations fail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong, though. Live Golf has some very powerful backers to it. Yeah, but. Those powerful backers also have other things in the pot, like you said. Like what? What if? What if the PGA Tour gets uh, you know, gets Joe Biden or something to say, "Hey, look, I think you should not. I think you should cut out your investment in that Live Golf Tour, and you know, we'll buy an extra three hundred thousand barrels of oil." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what if they got those kind of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or if you don't. If you go in the other way, if you don't stop supporting Live Golf, then we're not going to buy any oil from you. Yeah. Like what if they do? Well, they just cut the spigot of money off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, with business people, money, green talks, right? They don't care yeah. about any other color than green. Mm-hmm. So either the Saudi guys, the Sa- the crown prince, is either going to stick to his guns because he believes the money is in the long game with Live. Or he's gonna say it's not really worth it to mess up other things from the royal kingdom. Yeah, for this golf tour. Yeah, or we're not gonna give you your F-15s. 
Right. Or, it, you know, next time whoever, you know, when the Ayatollah starts rattling his, his sword, we're not going to be there to to defend you. Well, and the, and the thing for these golfers is, let's say live golf folds. Let's say after a year or two it folds. Now, for Phil, it's not going to matter. He made his money. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, not so much. He's probably close to his 40s, right? Not going to matter. But Bryce DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka are fairly younger guys. Mm-hmm. If Live Golf goes away in two years and they haven't made enough money to f- retire on, yeah, the PGA Tour if they finally get what they want, and Live Golf goes away, and Stop they take it, it back. If if they really want to step on their necks mm-hmm. to make sure this never happens again, you can't let those guys back in. Yeah, you just can't. Now, another weird thing that kind of happened with this. So, I mentioned the DP Tour, which was the old European Tour. So, in order to make, like, the U.S. Open, the PGA, uh, not the PGA, the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the Masters, I want to say there was one more. In order to make them, you have to accumulate what they call world points. Okay. Okay. And you can earn world points and on PGA events, which is why they have those, I mean, that's... One of the reasons why some of these golfers go to those smaller events to get their points in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they so they get their points by going and playing those events. And you can only get on the PGA Tour and the DP Tour. Those are the only places you can get world points in. Mm-hmm. Live golf, you cannot get world points. So... If guys like Phil and Bryce and all these guys, if they still want to play in those majors, the British, the U.S. Open, the Masters, they need to get world points from somewhere. Right. And what just happened was the DP World Tour said that those guys couldn't play on their tour either. So there's the Mafia. Right. So DP World, the DP Tour and the PGA Tour got together and said, okay, none of the guys that go to live can play in either one of the tours. Now... <coughs> If I was the DP World Tour in Europe, which play the European Tour plays a much more compact schedule, mm-hmm. I I may have made a strategic decision to side with Live Golf, let those guys play in a couple of the DP events to get their world points, mm-hmm. and said, "Look, why don't you kick us some money? Because yeah. it's not a big tour. It's not a P- the PGA Tour has a lot of money compared to the world, the European Tour." So if Live Golf kind of said, look, here's some money, bump up your purses, take your kick on the side, and and let our guys get some points. Yeah. Because what's the PGA Tour given the DP Tour? Nothing. Not a damn thing. They let their golfers go back and forth to play between the two. But other than that, and the other weird thing is, like, if I'm a golfer, like, because remember, I... I, I about five minutes ago, I mentioned that the PGA Tour miraculously came up with this other eight eight uh, tournament option. Yeah, with purses at twenty million dollars. It's like the exact setup, other than the team aspect of it, because mm-hmm. Live Golf has like a team aspect to sport okay. parts of it. But other than the team aspect, it's literally eight events with twenty million dollar purses. If I was a PGA golfer. My first question is, where did this extra money come from? Right. <laughs> Why are you all of a sudden able to get it now? But when we were asking for it two, three, four, five years ago, no, can't. We're, 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 you didn't have it. Yeah. You just pulled the rabbit out of a hat 
and you're creating the exact thing we're going to do with Liv Gall. If I, if it were me, it's like that's little too little too late. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just maybe they just printed it off like everyone's doing nowadays. That's <laughs> printed that, off that, some money. Yeah, so. well, right. <laughs> get that get that money machine working. <laughs> so the live golf has a team aspect a little bit yeah so they, so they they got i forgot what the field is i forgot how many are in the field but it's like teams of like four or five so so it adds like a little bit of a team aspect i mean they play as individuals yeah but those, but then they also accumulate a, a team score so it's almost like um nascar f1 where you'll have a team yeah who races and but it's even Get team points and constructor yeah. points and all that other stuff yeah. in F one, yeah. But yeah, and I think in F one the, the team team aspect is bigger than in NASCAR. I think in NASCAR they just all happen to have the same owner, like Penske or Gibbs or yeah. I'm not sure they get like there's any sort of team scoring. But you also don't have to worry about like the manufacturer, like uh, handicapping your equipment, yeah, that, like a driver does, yeah, like a driver like so like Lewis Hamilton. And I forget what the guy's name, George something, race for Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Does George have to wonder if they're not giving him the same or better equipment than they're giving Lewis Hamilton, who's oh, yeah. been number one forever? Yeah. Right. So you don't have to worry about that uh, when you're if you're on a live golf team. Like yeah. you're, you're just out there, you're out there playing. You got your individual score, your individual rank, mm-hmm. and then but it goes toward your team score, which as a team you can win more money. Right. So it's like you you win as an individual, you can win as a team. It's pretty interesting, but the 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 funny part is the other nobody can watch it because no network in America will put them on. Wow! So the Which, PGA, well, and that's probably also a thing where, say, who covers the Masters? Is that like on CBS or NBC or one of them? It's some. It, it, I think I think all the major networks, maybe except for Fox, they carry. At least, I think one of the majors. Like one, one probably carries the British. One probably yeah. carries the Masters. One probably carries the PGA so, Championship. So, uh, so then they just say, "Oh, okay, you you want to cover live? You're no longer covering this." Yeah. So the first the first event for live, you could either stream it live on YouTube, mm-hmm. or you could stream it straight from Live's site. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like they were really trying to put the screws to them, but it. it it just goes to show again, bad organizations, um, probably run by some boomer. Forgive any boomers out there. Sorry, but I'm that's using, probably half our audience right there. Yeah, yeah. So they just clicked just, off. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so they're like, oh, you know what? Well, we're just going to have it on major TV, and the, all the young cats are like, I don't watch regular TV anyway. <laughs> well, so, so that's an interesting point you got there, right? How are young kids? Or young adults watching golf right now. I'm o- sure. Online probably, right? Yeah. Like they so watch for, everything. So for them, watching Live Golf on YouTube was probably perfect. Yeah. Now, if I was Live Golf, I would lean into that. Mm-hmm. And I would have like four Live Golf channels. Like Live Golf 1, Live Golf 2, Live Golf 3, yep. Live Golf 4, Live Golf 5. Have multiple cameras. Yeah. And just show show multiple holes. Yep. Or or have a thing where you can follow a player. Like F1 does. So yeah. F1 has F1 TV. Mm-hmm. And they, so they've got their main race camera, which follows, 
it follows kind of moves between different race cars. Yeah. Oh, this has happened, or this person's passing this person. Like they'll go to where the action is. Mm-hmm. But then they also have the, the the car cams for each driver. Yeah. So you can click on if you just want to watch your driver right drive. That's all you got. to do. You just click on him. Yeah. Then they got the pit cam. Mm-hmm. So in one app, you can you can just keep clicking on which camera you want to watch. Yeah. And then so, if they then you could like have the general feed, mm-hmm. free. But then you could put other cool stuff behind a paywall. Listen, man, we, we just we're making them some millions yeah. right here. Like if they're listening. They should do this tomorrow. Yeah. Live Golf app. Yeah. Put it, put it on all the TV sticks and Roku's mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Make it an Android app, an iPhone app. And then, but like you said, though, have your five feeds on YouTube, too. If you just want, if you want to watch regular golf coverage, that's Live One. Yeah, you just watch the golf, and then that's free. Whoever wants to watch it can watch it. And yeah. then if you want to do follow a golfer around everywhere... That's behind the paywall. If you want to watch a golfer warm up mm-hmm. and, and at the driving range, just you know, blasting balls before they play, that's another thing that you can do. Like, there's a whole bunch of content that you can put behind a paywall, where it's still the the, the kind of nuts and bolts. Like the regular stuff is free, but if you're really into it and you want to see, you can even have it where you've got the feet that. You can hear the, the the talk between the caddy and the golfer. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, and there are people that would just like be all over that. It's it, my so. I think you're 100 percent on the point right there. The only thing I wouldn't do is for the first, if you really want it to, for people to watch and get the whole feel of it, I'd make it for all of it. I'd make it all free for three years. Yeah, suck them in, mm-hmm. and then at year three, be like, oh, we're, we're gonna charge. Uh, we're gonna charge uh, fifty dollars for the season. Almost like a, you could make it like pay per view, or well, you could. It's almost like MLB yeah. TV at that point. Yeah, which it, I'm it, still paying for. Well, <laughs> well you know the funny, the funny part would be like with F1 TV. F1 TV, which is where they do all the cameras and stuff like that, is eighty bucks, mm-hmm. and you don't get to watch the race live. You don't even get to watch the race live. Yeah, for ninety dollars for the year, you then get to watch it live. Yeah, all of it live. Think about that. $100 per person. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that could be your future revenue stream. And all you got to do is while your brand is growing, you give it away for three years. It's like a drug dealer. Yeah. You give them the crack, yeah. let them get hooked. And by that time, you if that, by that time you now have all the big stars mm-hmm. and the PGA Tour doesn't have them anymore. Yeah. Now you're, now you're the one to watch. And oh, by the way, it costs you 50 bucks for the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, look. I think you and I need need to have. You just send an email. We need we need to get a con- consultant contract <laughs> with them ASAP. You heard it here on the Driveway Beers podcast that's, first. That's right. <laughs> and you know one of the second the second move I would do because you you already have they got a lot of the big personalities. Bryson's a big personality. Kepka's a big personality. Those two don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So that that's even more drama in there. Oh yeah. Phil, personality, especially if, like you said, mic them up. Yeah, let me hear what they're talking about. Yep, let me hear them talk shit. Right? Yeah. The other guy I would go and get off the senior tour tomorrow, John Daly. Oh yeah, put him in there. And yeah, honestly, let him hit from the senior tees. Yeah, I don't care. 
The guy's a character. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, he goes on a lot of different podcasts. He went on Jay Cutler's podcast with mm-hmm. the, the, I forgot his last name, uh, the singer from Stained, Aaron, I think Aaron Lewis. Okay, he's now doing country. Yes. It's really good, too. So the, Jay Cutler had a podcast with John Daly mm-hmm. and Aaron Lewis. It was great. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I mean, and it was a slow meandering pocket. Like, it was just conversation. Yeah. Just roaming from topic to topic. And Jay Cutler is a shit host. Because the guy doesn't, like, I don't know. He has some good takes. He's better as a guest than he is as a host. When he was was in the NFL, he's like, dude's an NFL quarterback playing for the Bears. And the dude just looked bored. Mm -hmm. Like, he'd rather be doing anything else. Right. Like he just wanted to go back and sit on the sideline and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Like he well, just there's looked, a meme with him with the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> like he just looked so bored. Yeah. And some of that is like a lot of athletes, like they'll just look bored, like this is nothing to me, whatever. But like he was never fired up, never animated, like just like he was half like he was stoned. Yeah. And so, I mean to me though, that that for live golf, the personalities are gonna be more important than the golf. Oh yeah. So if you get John Daly, and even if he's not winning, even if he's coming in last place, you keep him on the tour because he himself brings his own following. Oh, yeah. He brings the rednecks. Yeah. No, he. It, the thing is, the dude's so funny because he had one of the best best lines where he said, um, she can't pull fat. That's why I'm never injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, his, his warm-up was, like, to smoke, a, like it was to hit ten balls, smoke a couple cigarettes, and crush some Miller Lights. That yeah. was how he warmed up for, for and, PGA events. And live golf should put that on camera. Yeah, let him drink while he's on the course. Yeah, I mean it's like look, embrace the personalities you got. Yeah, right. Because golf in and of itself, I mean, don't worry, you got golf purists who want to watch perfect golf. Mm-hmm. But if you got a guy like John Daly who can play great golf, but also People can relate to the dude. Yeah. But you got to put him on that tour. But there's there's also a subset of golf. So I follow this this page on uh, on Instagram called Breezy Golf. And it's funny because it's like dudes just screwing around, you know, drunk, whacking balls and like having a good time. And, and then there's a bunch of, you know, funny. And I'm not a big golfer, but I think I've played enough and I'm bad enough to really appreciate, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this uh this this instagram page so there's a subset of people that don't want to see the perfect drive down the middle you know they want to see some cussing and swearing and you know um so you can almost appeal to that redneck uncultured side of golf i'm gonna one-up you there's a youtube channel called bob does sports Mm -hmm. and he's he's just now starting to find his own but he's a middle-aged dude i'd say he's probably in his late 30s Mm mm-hmm and Tim, and he and he calls him, and, uh, his buddy who was on the show with him calls himself calls Bob Bobby Fairways. Mm-hmm. The guy that's with him is Joey Colcuts, <laughs> and then every once in a while they get another one of their buddies on, and his name's Fat Perez. <laughs> and Fat Perez looks like he shouldn't be able to golf, but he's like their ace in the hole because mm-hmm. the guy can golf like a champ. He's yeah. John Daly. Yeah, and. These guys, they hit bad shots. They shank them. But the weirdest, like, 
I I watch their twenty eight to thirty minute video. I've watched an hour long video. Yeah. Of them playing a round of eighteen, like garbage, because they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying live golf needs to be that. Yeah. But it's to your point where there's an appetite out there for the viewing public to not watch perfect golf. Right. And I'm. I, it won't happen. I hope live golf kind of like goes down that route. Mm-hmm. And if they're looking. For idea men, I think you know, contact at drivewaybeerspodcast.com <laughs> is always open. Yeah, it's always open. In fact, you know, we'll send you an email too. But there is so much you could do in golf right now, mm-hmm. aside from the, the and everyone's like, Well, this is the way it's been done for so long, and that's that's always been a losing argument for a lot of like there, there are some places where it's great, right? Yeah, it, it, right, some things work really well. But right now, and golf's never, they're going to point to the numbers in golf. Golf has never been more popular, although probably aided by COVID. Yeah. Because that was the one activity people could do. They could go out and play golf without a mask on. Yeah. You're far enough away from other people. Right. Um, But yeah, I think the entertainment value of watching golf on TV is kind of gone. Yeah, because you don't see a whole lot of these dudes... Because they all kind of look the same. They're wearing the same clothes. You don't have a Tiger anymore. Yeah. Like, when Tiger plays in an event, I know he's not going to win, but I want to watch anyway because yeah. he's Tiger. Yeah. You don't have an but Tiger's not playing in all the events anymore. Right. So, you need to do something different to get those people in. Phil, Phil by himself playing regular golf is not a big enough personality to make me watch golf. Mm-hmm. Tiger, Tiger was Michael Jordan for me. Yeah. I watched I watched the Bulls, even though I didn't like the Bulls, because I wanted to see greatness. Yeah, and Michael Jordan was the greatness for me. Like this whole this whole argument for is Jordan better than LeBron? I don't care skill wise if they're better. The fact that Jordan dominated so overwhelming, like there was no doubt at who the best basketball player was. Right when Jordan was in the league, Jordan was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. When Tiger played golf in his prime, it was Tiger and then everybody else. Yeah. Phil can, Phil can say, well, I won some tournaments here, too. You were not Tiger. You were not bringing people to the golf course. Mm-hmm. And you weren't bringing, you know, different people to the golf course, to the right. game. Because Tiger, you know, a bunch of, you know, black or Spanish kids or whoever saw Tiger's like, oh, wow, I, you know. Like I, I could do that, right? Not that anything was keeping him from doing it before, but to see someone that's not this stuffy old white guy, yeah. I, I always cringe at the whole representation matters thing, mm-hmm. but there is some truth to it. Yeah, yeah I mean, there absolutely. I, I cringe at it because I'm a stodgy old white guy. Yeah, I see, I see stodgy old white people everywhere. Right. You know, but you're right. I mean, I'm sure there's something to that. You know, it's kind of like uh, a couple of my buddies who, who were black. Yeah. One of the comments, and this guy is my, like, when President Obama was elected, he goes, you know, that whole thing of you can be anything mm-hmm. didn't really resonate until when he got elected. Yeah. Because he finally saw a black person in the highest position in the land. Yeah. So, for, I mean, for someone like me to say it doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Right. Because you know, I have representation for myself. Yeah. But for other people who don't, it does matter. Yeah. And, and- so, that, 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 but you're right. He brought... A huge demographic to golf. Yeah, and, and little I think little kids, you know, they see 
you know, they want to emulate someone that that reminds them of them. Right. You know, so well, it helped though. Um, he was twenty one, twenty two years old. Yeah, <clears throat> winning golf tournaments. So he not only brought different types of ki- like kids and whatnot, it, he brought young people back to golf. Yeah, like young adults back to golf. Like, hey, one of us is beating these stodgy old white dudes. Yeah. Or they're just stodgy old dudes. Let's not even say they're white. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had your Chi-Chi Rodriguez's. Right. You know, he was out there. And, and Who was the other guy? Um, was it Vijay Singh? Yep. He yeah. was there. And Ernie, I mean, Ernie Els was technically African. Yeah. From South Africa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of like uh, Elon's. Uh, yeah, he's, he's an African-American. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no. So, I, I, I definitely wanted to hit on li- on the Live Golf PGA situation. Um do there, there, there anything we probably haven't hit on that, or no? You think we're good? Because uh, yeah. there's a couple other sports stuff what we want to I just, talk about. I just think we have a really good idea with the. Uh, they, they really need to hit us up. They do, and and I'll be you know we can be the directors of uh, their development in that area. Yeah, we don't. Um, we're not saying they need duffers out there. Yeah, but John Daly's not a duffer. The guy can play. Wait, like I'm not telling them that they should put me out there. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to, listen, I'll... if we were out there, <laughs> like you got to watch that Bob does golf. We could easily replicate that, yeah. only with worse golf. You know, and I, this might be a good transition. There's a there's a team. It's a baseball team called the Savannah Bananas. Yes, I was. Oh, I saw this. And, go, 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 go. And the Savannah Bananas. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's they play. It's not minor league. It's it's essentially uh, anyone who knows baseball would know like the uh, the Cape League. Um, so it's the summer leagues that where kids that are college players, maybe some really good high school players, will play in the summer. So they live up there. They don't really get paid anything. They get maybe they get living expenses and and a billet type of deal, but they play baseball all summer. But it's very high level of play. It's pretty much you, you've got Division One athletes. You've got all kinds of college baseball. Maybe some really good high school. These kids are like probably get drafted. Um, but they play in these summer leagues, so this, that's what the Savannah Bananas are. Is it? So I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So they play serious baseball, hmm. but they also do this goofy like dances and they'll like one game they were playing in stilts. Yeah. Um, another game, uh, they all wore kilts. They've done. They'll do like TikTok. Da- they'll make up TikTok dances. So pretty much, if you look from the so it's your it'll be your catcher or your the pitcher center uh center fielder and then um shortstop and second baseman will do this coordinated dance and then throw the pitch right after they do the dance um they just do goofy stuff and they're hilarious and it's fun and people say oh you can't make baseball fun well, these guys are doing a really good job at, and then they'll have celebrities like they had, or or like f- former famous pitchers. I forget the, the 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 player who did it. The dude walks down to the field, drinks a beer, and then walks to the mound and starts throwing strikes. He was some retired major league baseball right. uh, player that did it. So it's just it's a it's a fun. It's but they actually play serious baseball, and then the idea is that they'll eventually go and do. Um, Almost be like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Yeah. So they do like different trick plays and like the guy will, you know, some of their walk-up songs are goofy and then the guy will come up and like hit with, uh, you know, holding the bat by the barrel. Um, 
they all wear these bright yellow uniforms that that look the players all have mullets and you know it's just it's it's kind of fun because baseball can be stuffy too to some people yeah and then they so, do stuff with the kid like they bring kids on the field yeah. and this is all during the game mm-hmm. and for people who and for the people like well that's not baseball it's not me-. they sell out every game yeah every game mm-hmm. home and on the road yeah so I don't care if people think it's real baseball or not. Yeah. Even if you want to classify it as entertainment, like the Harlem Globetrotters is, I don't care. Yeah, but it's something like I would take my kids. Oh yeah, and and why? So and people say, oh, that's not a sport. That's entertainment. Okay. Well, why are we watching these sports anyway? We're watching it to be entertained. You know, if I have a choice between watching a sitcom or a football game, I'm going to watch the football game. It's more entertaining to me. It's not. I don't bet, so I don't have money on the game. Um, a lot of times it's. If it's not the Ravens, it's two teams I really don't care about. Right. Unless it's another AFC North team, then I, I automatically want them to lose. So I do care in that regard. But um, but you're watching it for the entertainment value. Yeah. You know, why do certain players that do certain things get attention? Because you're there's an entertainment value to, to what they're doing. Right. I mean, well, why do people watch NASCAR? Yeah. Watch for the crash. I'm not watching it for the cars going around a circle. No, drive fast, turn left. Right. I mean, some people are really into it and know. But to me, like NASCAR, like I, I'm not a big NASCAR fan at all. Either am I. But they, it's they use you know the engines. It's all carbureted V8s. I think I would have liked it more if the cars were actual like stock cars. They're not. Um, they just put the body. They're, they're anymore. They're all shaped exactly the same. Right. What I, makes I, them, I want them to actually go take a real Ford Fusion yeah, and race that. Yeah. Stock, yeah, that's a stock car to me. Yeah, not this garbage they're putting out there. Right, it's just it's they're, they're all shaped the same for aerodynamics. The only thing that differentiates a Toyota from a Ford from a Chevy are the stickers they put on it. Right, the, the, the headlights are stickers. Mm-hmm. They're not even part of the car. Right. So, yeah, I'm just not now. NASCAR road racing can be entertaining because a lot of them just can't do it. But there's only two of them. Yeah, there's Sears Point and Watkins uh, Glen. Yeah, is Darlington one? No, I Darlington's. Know. I think Darlington's a short track. Maybe, but yeah, they need they. I wish they would do more road races. Yeah. Um. But all right. Speak. You, you mentioned football mm-hmm. and the Ravens. So for us, this this is obviously we're both Ravens fans. Um. Another person who was so another person who was getting kind of reamed in the media was mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. So I think it was Chris Sims that kind of, it was either Chris Sims or Dan, it was Chris Sims, yeah. Pretty much said, sign your contract, get in, get your money while you can. And Lamar was like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You got other things you need to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to me. Don't worry about me. So Lamar doesn't have a contract. He's going in, I mean, he does, but so he's going into his, his fifth year. He's playing under his fifth year contract, uh, fifth year of his contract. Through his rookie deal. I think he's making like 18, 19, or 19 and a half, something like that. Yeah. It's something in that range. Um, so he, he's going to do okay. It's guaranteed money. Yeah. But the latest quarterback contracts out there, I think Deshaun Watts is like $40 million per yeah. year. And the dude ain't played. And, and over a year, not going to play this year either. Right, right, right yeah. yeah. That that comes out. I think that'll be the next, next topic. <laughs> cool. Um, but people are like, even even the local media, 
are like up in his guts about this contract. Yeah. Which surprises me a little bit because this is the exact scenario a former Baltimore Raven quarterback was in, Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. And in that fifth, fourth or fifth year, whatever the final year of Joe Flacco's rookie contract was, he went, he didn't sign a contract. He's like, I'm going to bet on myself. Mm-hmm. Went and won a Super Bowl, cashed the heck in, yeah. became one of the top five paid quarterbacks in the league. Right. Well, what if Lamar's doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. He had a down year last year. Yeah. Because he got hurt. Issues with the offensive line, all this other stuff. Offensive line is now better. Three of the hurt running backs are back, although I think Justice Hill is going to be out and they're going to bring a rookie in. But and a lot of the defense that was hurt is now back. Mm-hmm. Okay, So on paper, this team is much better than it was, assuming injuries don't happen again. If I'm Lamar, I'm looking at this and saying, my chances of going getting back to that like 14-2 and two mark like we were a couple years ago, or maybe, or I guess now it would be 14-3 or 15-2 yeah. because they got the extra game. I got a chance to do that, get back to the playoffs. And if I do that, my value goes way up. Mm-hmm. Especially with the contracts they're giving out. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I get hurt, I cash in an insurance policy. Second worst scenario is we don't make the playoffs. And I don't have to sign a contract. The Ravens franchise tag me, mm-hmm. and I get paid the average, the top five quarterback salaries. Yeah. Next worst case scenario is I still don't sign a contract. The next year they franchise tag me again, and now I get I think one hundred and twenty percent on top of what I was getting before. Now he's up in that thirty million mark, and those yeah. franchise tags are, are guaranteed. Yeah. Or he can sign a long term, fully guaranteed contract. Like I mean, shoot. Minnesota gave a full guaranteed contract. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. If he's like, look, I'll sign for 35 mil guaranteed over five years. It's better than the 20 to 25 they're probably, or 26 they probably be willing to give him now. Yeah. So, if it, it, the problem is the media right now is like, he's a young kid, he should take the money. Yeah. No, he's a young kid. He can bet on himself. He's only 25, right. I think, right well, now. And, and that's like the Redskins. Well, well, they were the Redskins then. They franchise tagged Kirk Cousins twice. Yeah. And then he ended up, because they never liked him. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a lot of just bitterness over the whole RG3 situation and the fact that the Redskins are the dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Uh Especially now, Jesus. Yeah, I guess they're the NFC dumpster fire, whereas the Browns are the AFC dumpster fire. Wow. Um, That's a whole podcast just on two teams right there. (laughs) But And how you can screw up such a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, they... but And Kirk Cousins made out. So I think Lamar's in the position of power. He's kind of in a win-win, you know? Um, But... I listen to 105.7 The Fan. They kind of get on them. Like, some of them understand it. But then you hear people calling in. Like, the other, you know, of course, the professional pundits on the radio. Yeah. He should sign that contract. He should. There's no way he should be putting that kind of money. But putting that kind of money down, they shouldn't be. Like, oh, yeah. Like, if I yeah. got the opportunity. Again, I'm not. It's hard for me to fathom because I'm not going to ever be that rich. 
But if they're offering me twenty five million now because I got hurt last year, mm-hmm. or I could be looking at thirty five million or forty million next year, yeah, annually that's fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Why would I sign for twenty five now when my injury history is pretty good? Especially now that they're putting some offensive linemen in front of me. Yeah. You know, one of the first round picks was was the top center in the draft. Mm-hmm. You brought in some backup tackle help just to make sure your left tackle doesn't break down again. Yeah. And you're not starting a 35, 36-year-old retread from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So all, by all intents and purposes, your offensive line got better. Yeah. To protect, his, to protect him. Your running backs are now viable running backs, not retreads that can't walk anymore. <laughs> you got a possible, I mean, your receiving core isn't great but it doesn't need to be yeah well, because got, everyone's worried about you yeah and then andrews and then yeah and then you've got the best tight end in the league yeah who by the way had the fifth most receiving yards in the league yeah or within the top five receiving yards never and never mind the fact you got two more young good tight ends that can catch the ball mm-hmm. so by all accounts the offense got better as long as people stay healthy yeah your defense got two all pro corners back with marcus peters and and uh, marlon humphrey mm-hmm. they're back your top pick in the draft was one of the best athletic, strong safeties in the country, the guy from Notre Dame. Yeah. You brought in one of the top safeties in the league from New Orleans and paid him as a free agent. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, you still got Chuck Clark. Yeah. Who's pretty good. Everyone's going to be, well, the the linebackers aren't that great. I guarantee you Chuck Clark is going to be more in the box than he was last year. They're going to let those two safeties they brought in play safety. You don't got. We're not in the days when you need a Ray Lewis sized linebacker. Yeah, you just need a dude that can run. Yeah. So if you got Patrick Queen and Chuck Clark playing your linebacker spots, those two quick dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick Queen was quick to begin with, but now you got a safety down there playing some linebacker. Yeah. That's some heft. That, that, that I mean, that's some speed right there. So if all your defensive linemen do, and they talk about sacks and all this other garbage. Look, if all your defensive linemen do are keep the offensive linemen off your linebacker, so they can go sideline to sideline. Yeah. You have become infinitely better than you were last year. Because you got to remember, they're, they're starting Josh Bynes last year at yeah. linebacker, at <laughs> middle linebacker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just think they're in a much better position now than they were last year. Um, so if I'm Lamar and I see all, I mean, the pieces we just mentioned, what was that? 10 spots? Yeah. 10 out of 22 spots got better? Yeah. I'm going to bet on myself. And I'm going to get that extra 15 mil per year because that's not chump change. Right. And all these people saying, well, you should sign now and get the guaranteed money right now. Well, and I the think franchise tags are guaranteed. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of fans who, who are afraid that he's going to go somewhere else. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't think, I, I think the Ravens are smart enough to say, hey, we got to hold on to this dude. Like, he's our face of the game. Like, and the thing is, like, he's not a discipline problem. Like, Heck no. everyone who's, who's ever. Had any interactions with the dude? Says says he's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just show randomly show. He'll randomly show up to a high school football game, right on a moped, and just like watch the game, and not even not with an entourage. Like just be like, like, hey, is that Lamar Jackson? Like, yeah, we think that's. Oh my God, Lamar Jackson's here. Right. So, you know, I think that's that. It's uh, it's not a bad move, and I th- I think like listening to Daryl from Dundalk on financial advice is probably not the best. Um, probably not the best thing to do. I think Lamar's got people that are steering him in the right direction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and 
Sorry, sorry Daryl from Dundalk. Right. <laughs> what is it, Tony from Middle River? Yeah. Like, come on now. You guys, I don't think you guys really know what's up. Yeah. But let's put you on the radio anyway. <laughs> but and I forget, what was the, what was the, uh, we had a list of things we were going to talk about sports wise. Well, well, so the the thing that I that I just find amusing is so dumpster fire teams just make me laugh, mm-hmm. and the perennial dumpster fire is the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and. I have a friend who's a Browns fan, and I said, like, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, you know, he didn't have a good year. Deshaun Watson's this and that. I said, that dude is a train wreck. <laughs> like, he's got, what, 24 active lawsuits for, like, abusing this, for what was getting rubbing tugs or something? Like He settled 22 of them. Oh, no, it's just it's okay, 22 of them. And, and, oh, by the way, he got two new ones. So yeah. I think he's got four open <laughs> still. <laughs> like, wow. And you're going you're gonna to sign this guy? And look, Baker Mayfield may not have been perfect. First of all, he was your first round draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner. He did okay. Like it wasn't like he was a disaster. He was do- doing all the commercials where he was pretending the stadium was his house. Mm-hmm. Now I do not like when players who haven't done anything. And RG three did it too. Dude hadn't done shit and was yeah. making subway commercials. Every and, subway commercial and this and that. And then this guy is d- pretending the. I don't remember what the advert. What progressive, the, yeah, progressive. Like the the stadiums, his house, and yeah. you know. But I don't think he he warranted that treatment. But now Deshaun Watson's looking like he's probably going to be suspended for the year. And they're like, "Hey Baker, <laughs> hey buddy," <laughs> like they're not going to do that. Yeah, they're, I don't think that was ever a possibility. That relationship before they even signed Deshaun was over. Yeah. But the weird thing, I, I don't understand why they thought he was so bad. The year before last, they they won their playoff game against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. lost to Kansas City. Yeah. This past year, they're trying to base everything off of this past year when he basically didn't have any shoulders left. Yeah. Like, his non-throwing shoulder got hurt, and then his throwing shoulder got hurt. Yeah. And he still played. Yep. You mean to tell me he wasn't worth picking up the fifth-year option? Well, they did pick up the fifth-year option. But he wasn't worth rolling the dice on for $19 bucks. Yeah. When the highest quarterback salaries were in the $25, $30, million range? Yeah. You mean to tell me you didn't want to give him a healthy year at $19 million to yeah. see if he was your long-term option? When, by the way, he's the only quarterback in probably the last 20 years Who's won you a playoff game? Yeah. You are the Browns. You have been the worst team for 20 years. I mean, they drafted uh, Johnny Football, for crying out loud. Right. With a first-round pick. Tim Couch was was the number one overall pick. (laughs) And you're you're telling me, because maybe the guy's a little bit cocky, or that Odell Beckham doesn't like him? Yeah. That's reason enough to let him go, and they keep trying. And OBJ's to say, not there any, anymore anyway. He just won a Super Bowl with the, the Rams, right? So and first, but first three plays in the game busted his ACL. He didn't win yeah. a Super Bowl. He got a Super Bowl ring, right? Hey, he he was there. He won it. So. Sure. <laughs> um, it, the so the guy's playing with no shoulders, a wide receiver's father. Is showing videos of how many times Baker missed his kid. Yeah. I mean, 
he he seemed like other than being a little bit cocky and making those making those commercials. Yeah. Doesn't get in any trouble. Doesn't cause trouble. It doesn't really do bad interviews. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's he's not Jay Cutler kind of cold. Yeah, you know what I mean? Smoking a cigarette. Right. Right. <laughs> he's 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 not like no wrong. He's probably not endearing to a lot of people. Yeah. But he's not Jay Cutler trying but to like, push your fan base away. Yeah. But when they drafted him, they all thought he was the savior. Right. You know, and now it's like so quick to just pff, see you later, dude. And you know, I just it, it's they always talk about players and how they have no loyalty. But no one ever talks about how how teams have no loyalty. Of course, yeah, the, the business part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, players talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought they kind of did him wrong. Um, and I'm not a big fan of him. I, I, I could really not care less one way or the other, but the fact that they just, that they're so bad and everything they do just blows up in their face. They're just awful. Like, do you, do you have... Aren't you guys like professionals who are supposed to know what you're doing? And they obviously don't. Or they just get it wrong all the time. Yeah, I mean, and the funny thing, I don't even know if you can blame it on management because Jimmy Haslam was fairly new management yeah. from them. Um, Jimmy Haslam of Pilot Flying J mm-hmm. fame. He owned the uh, either Pilot or Flying J, and then they mer- the two companies merged. Yeah. Which, by the way, the dude ran like some kind of fucking some gas scam. <laughs> so he's a real good dude. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, like, it's almost like the Browns' name is a verb. Yeah, like you Browns it up. Oh yeah. Like if I want to say you screwed something up, you Browns it yeah. up. Yeah. Or you're the Browns of uh, you're the Browns of the league, or you're the right. You're the Browns of baseball. Like, like the Flyers are the Browns of hockey. I don't know, man. They at least they had some. Wait, when we were younger, they had like the Lindros years. Yeah, but they've just well, the Philadelphia. First of all, off topic, but it's where goalies go to die. Mm. Um, they never do anything right. Don't they, you be, don't you besmirch my Ron Hextall? Yeah, no, I love Ron Hextall. <laughs> yeah, they, haven't was, good, they haven't had a goalie since. But that was saying. like thirty five years ago. All right, they dates us. And the only cup Hextall won was as the manager of the L.A. Kings. So I didn't say he was winning cups. Yeah. I'm just saying he was amazing. But uh, <laughs> no, I love Ron Hextall. But he, you know, you right now they're just they're just awful. Yeah. But I like watching the Browns be bad because they're in the same. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't ever want to see them get good. No. Because they're just more fun. Bad. It used to be the Bungles, but the Bung- Bengals they even figured it out. Well, hold on now. They figured it out for a year. Yeah. This is don't get me wrong. Everyone thinks Joe Burrow. Don't Joe Burrow might be the second coming, but Andy Dalton played some really good quarterback for them for some years. He did with, with AJ Green. Yeah, and even they barely cracked the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, because the the Ravens and the Steelers just dominate that the, division. That's four games a year you got to play. Them, yeah, and that's tough. Yeah, and the Steelers, no matter what they have, they always find a way to win. They do. They like eight and eight. Yeah, they'll at least get to eight and eight. Yeah, and. Every year, like, they'll be two and six. But, oh, they're done. The next thing you know, they're, like, getting a wild card spot or winning the division. I heard Mike Tomlin was on the hot seat. I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, no. so, someone actually wrote an article that said, that's Mike be, Tomlin on the hot seat. That's some dumb media thing. This Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches in their history. Right. Um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit more, but the bit, Chuck Knoll, um, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. And I don't think Mike Tomlin's had a losing season. No. Maybe one. Yeah. And, and he's, he's been there almost 20 years. Yeah. Well, 15, I think. Yeah. 
He's only had one losing season. Do you think if he has a losing season with a with a rookie quarterback or or uh, Mitch Trubisky, they're yeah. going to fire him yeah. over that? The Steelers of all teams. Right. No, he, right. he's not going anywhere. And as much as I hate the Steelers because I'm supposed to, I got to respect him because it's a well run organization. Just yeah. like Baltimore is a well run organization, mm-hmm. so is New England. You know they are, and when you look at these teams that do well over time. They have a consistent track record. They have a couple things in common. They don't just shit can quarterbacks left and right. Um, they don't shit can coaches left and right. They give these guys time to grow, and they have a good front office staff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Patriots have had Bill Belichick forever. The Steelers have had Tomlin for over 20 years. I guess the ba- the, the one with the least amount of time among them is the Ravens with um, – Harbaugh with Harbaugh, so but he even he's been there almost fifteen yeah, years. Oh now. yeah, he's been there for a long. But look look at the the Redskins. <laughs> I mean, it's a disaster. The Browns disaster. They they just they're all awful. And the funny thing with the the Washington team, the coaches they brought in have been big names. Yeah, and they failed. Yeah, at some point, like Joe Gibbs, second time around, failed. Yeah, well, Joe Joe Ron- Gibbs came on. <sighs> He he comes in and he's still playing, you know, nineteen ninety Smash Mouth football. Right. Brings Richie Pettibone back yeah. <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. one was a winner in Carolina. Yeah, having a rough time there. Yep. Spurrier, Shanahan, Shanahan. Yeah. yeah. Won a Super Bowl. Yep, and his son yeah. was the OC, who, by the way, San Francisco. Is one of the most adaptive offenses there is. Yeah, couldn't couldn't make Washington work. Yep. At some point, you just got to look at okay. This organization is just horribly run. Well, I mean, obviously, and they're figuring that out with Snyder now. Yeah, the two sets of books and all. That guy, I'm surprised he still owns that team. Yeah, they're gonna make him sell it. Yeah, there's no shot he keeps that team. Well, I think that'll be the best thing for that team is is getting rid of him. Um, yeah. You know, because even the, these teams have have gone around and and even the team like that were just god awful, you know, come back and they do something, you know. Um, so eventually they'll be a contender, but just never the Redskins. So I think we we're I think we're gonna start using that as a as a verb. You browns it up, yeah. Can't really say the, you bungled it up anymore because the Bengals aren't that bad anymore. No, but the Browns have been. I I am convinced the Browns will be the Browns forever. Yeah, and so I'm just gonna say you Browns it up. <laughs> if if someone screws something up, you Browns it up, man. You Browns it up. <laughs> but thank you for listening to this show. We hope you had a, a good time with us with this sports session. Uh, we like to do these every once in a while just because we're big sports fans. Uh, even though we're not a sports show, we like to kind of dip our toes in the sports water. Um. So if you like, I hope you like the show. Give it a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a subscribe or whatever. Uh, rate it. Uh, DrivewayBeersPodcast.com, the new website. Private internet access. Click on that link if you want to get a a, a a VPN. Protect your information online. Um, and we will we will see you next time. <laughs>